Hi, I'm Lisa, half of the dynamic duo known as Two Sober Chicks, and this is my shot glass of recovery. Not too long ago, uh, I talked a little bit about my relationship with my wife, Ashley, and how I was up here at the cottage, and I was going back through some old journal entries, and I read a date from a year ago in March where I was upset with how I might be perceived um, on based on the fact that my wife had stopped going to meetings. Um, she had chosen sponsors who weren't challenging her, chosen sponsors who were more like therapists, who were in agreement with her all the time, and therefore she didn't need to do any work. Um, and that was really bothering me. And every time I'd go to my sponsor about it, he'd talk to me about how all I can do is work my program, which irritated me, but I had to accept and agree that he was right. <laughs> so it was all about letting go of um, trying to control another human being, which is the you know, big conundrum of my entire life. I still slip back into trying to control. And whenever I do that, I'm at dis-ease with the universe. Um, because when things aren't going my way, that's when I'm most uh, off kilter. Unless I accept things. And that's the key to serenity for me. And it's not giving up. It's accepting things as they are, not as how I would have them be. And accepting that, as I recently heard in a podcast that Julie did, um, going back to find what I wrote down here, um, God has asked me to be here simply by the very fact that I am here in that moment and not where I would like to be. So um, on May 2nd, 2021, I was up here at the cottage and I did another journal entry after reading that. And it is as follows. Uh, I wrote down 10 things I'm grateful for. A real relationship with God, my conscious contact, a place to take my fear, my worry, and my resentment to God, my relationship with my sponsor, my relationship with my sponsees, my relationship with my wife, my friends, AA's way of life, the steps, uh, ability to afford to pay my bills today and recognize the fact that although I might not have everything I want, I have everything I need and therefore I'm living in abundance and tiny. Tiny's almost always on my <laughs> my gratitude list. That's the nickname for my little chihuahua, Lydia. She just popped out here onto the deck. Here's what I wrote that day. Uh, the previous entry in this journal was written one week before I started dispatch class and training. Here I am writing again, this time one week before my final phase of dispatch training, over a year later. I was doing my morning reading up here at the cottage. Oh yeah, we bought a cottage last year. Dreams come true. Hashtag I did that backwards, didn't I? And there's a little guy going by on his gator, so. Sorry for the background noise. We'll just wait till he passes. Do, 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 and listen to the music. Enjoy that musical interlude. All right. I came across, um, and came across one that made me think of Sarah and our conversation. Sarah's a sponsee I have about her kids and chaos of drinking days versus days sober now with her seven-year-old. She bristled at the word chaos and was defensive and in denial around it. Uh, it was something that her daughter had mentioned to her and it, it upset her. And I said, well, it's true. They were chaotic days. So I told her she didn't have to feel shame about it around me. To deepen our learning, I suggested that we each sit down and write about what makes us feel shame. So here it is. So many things have made me feel shame. Some things still linger. Some are new. Some are old in new form. Last year, I had a lot of shame around being married to someone who was in the program, but not working it. My thoughts and feelings said, what does that say about you? You married her. That's the joke between my sponsor and I. 
he coined that phrase just for me. My thoughts and feelings are what's wrong with me is what he's always saying. I felt shame around being a parking enforcement officer, which has taught me the other character defect of pride was at play. I took pride in being part of the police. The moment I got the offer for dispatch, I also felt that shame disappear. Now I would be doing something I could be proud of, I thought. Now I would be worth something. It wasn't until the troubles of late and the acceptance that the outcome is still and forever out of my hands that the thought really hit me. The job was making me feel worthy. Uh-oh. The status of a job that saves lives and tells police what to do was a source of my self-worth. Here I was again. Years ago, my self-worth came from the fact that I was a radio host on a number one rated morning show on the east coast of Canada. And then when I lost that job due to my drinking, suddenly I had zero self-worth. No one was telling me how great I was. Without this job, would that old shame come back again? What if I failed? That's why this exercise for me is so important. I need to identify with the fact that I am no better or worse than anyone else based on a choice of my living, my career, my vocation. My work is not who I am. It's simply how I afford to live the life I love when not at work. My hope is still, of course, that I get the job, but if I don't, I won't be crippled by the shame that says I am less than or not good enough because I didn't make it past the final stretch. I have worked hard. No shame in that. I tried something I was afraid to do. No shame in that. I attempted to achieve something when everyone told me that I couldn't do it. I overcame obstacles and hung in during stressful and difficult events. No shame in that. I hung in when people belittled and tried to shame me. No shame in that. If I tried and failed, it's not really a failure because I tried. No shame in that. And that was the end of that journal entry. That was on May 2nd, 2021. And I've gone over my time, so if you want to hear the rest, you'll have to join me on another shot glass of recovery. Thanks for joining me. I'm Lisa of Two Sober Chicks.